Hi, hot mess mamas. I know what it feels like to chase your kids all day, drown in laundry, and put yourself last. I know what it feels like to look at the Pinterest moms and the perfect feeds and feel inadequate. But I want you to know that you don't have to feel that way because motherhood isn't perfect. It's beautifully imperfect. I'm here to help you let go of the stress of making motherhood something it's not meant to be for you and creating a super vibrant side to motherhood that fuels your heart and empowers your kids, but makes it more productive and effective for you. Hi, I'm Michelle Bird, and I'm here to walk you through simple, practical hacks that are going to make your life much easier and create more time and space for what actually matters. Fun! Fun forever memories with your kids. So hand out those afternoon snacks and toss in a load of laundry. Who are we kidding? Let's dig in. Hello, friends. So fun to talk to you. It is 2022. Whoa, crazy, right? I feel like January is the time to kind of refresh your goals, refresh your mindset, refresh health a bit and your yearly planning. So just to take all that into consideration, it's a great time because it's the beginning of the year, so it feels like a new, fresh start. And it's always a great time to take a look at what's happening in your life, what's happening with you personally, mentally, spiritually, where you want to grow, what's happening with your kids and your household, what you may want to plan to do for vacation, especially now because vacations are super tricky with COVID oftentimes rearing its ugly head. I know we've had to kind of plan on the fly for different trips and change things around. So today we are going to talk about some vacation planning that usually happens, I would say, in August when we have the kids' calendars, or sometimes we do it in January to get a good look at what's going to be happening for the next year. So before we jump into that, in January, people usually refresh their goals and so forth, and health is a huge thing. A lot of people like to do new goals of exercising and eating right and sleeping better and drinking your water and new mindful habits. They tend to be really well thought out and very encouraged at the very beginning, and people are gung-ho and they try to do so many things, get to the gym and work out with friends and drink water and all those things. And then after a week or so, it tanks off because it is a lot to do all by yourself. So I have a huge bonus for you. It's totally free. I just felt God leading it and putting it on my heart to start a Facebook group. And this is a totally free group where we can encourage one another with our health goals for this next year. I will be offering tips and tricks as a health coach of things that I know that can help you and make it easier for you a little bit (laughs) and just keep each other accountable and encouraged so that you don't feel like you're trying to reach these goals on your own. And they don't have to be huge lofty goals. They can be just the goal of drinking water every day for the next 
Small little habits are huge. And so I just want to help you and offer my services if I can just for free, just because I love moms and I just feel that it's always better to have a helping hand. So come find my group. It's called Better Health, Better Me. And I will put a post in our Facebook group, The Busy Vibrant Mom. And just come on over to that group, jump on in, and I would love to help and support you offering good, yummy recipes for your family and just fun things that we're going to do in there involving health and wellness and feeling good about yourself. So come on over and be a part of that group. And now we're going to hop into what we were talking about today is planning for vacations. We sometimes plan in August, usually in August, because we get the kids' calendars from school, and then we have a good view of who is out when and which days might be teacher service days that we can take advantage of that other schools might not have. So all those fun things. We tend to try to travel when we can during the school year. And then we usually take a good look at it again in January with the other four months before the kids get out of school and try to think of, okay, do we have the plans that we were thinking about originally in August? Are those going to work? Do we still want to go there? Are we still interested in doing that? And then we can look through that. Oftentimes I do find that planning a trip can be overwhelming, right? You think, All the logistics that you have to figure out of transportation to hotels and where you're going to stay and what you're going to do and if your kids are going to like it. All the packing, I have to say, I stress over the packing and I am awful about packing. I tend to bring everything except the kitchen sink and then my husband just laughs. But I get super overwhelmed with all the details and it stresses me out. My husband tends to not be stressed out at all, maybe a little, but really not at all. He has a list that he goes through in packing and if you left something, too bad. He also doesn't pack any of the kids stuff uh, and he doesn't pack extras. So like snacks or things we might need or chairs or other things. So he just packs himself and he is all good to go within like 10 minutes. (laughs) I think if we had to leave the house quickly, he would be the best packer. But I too often stress out. I think we're going to miss something. I tend to overthink things and think that we have to get every little thing, right? So Here are some tips and tricks that I have found that work well when trying to plan a vacation or kind of a getaway for your family. So if you're writing this down, make sure you have a pen and pencil or use just the notes on your phone. I often like using that so that I can email them to myself, print them out, copy them and send them to different people. I find that if I just write it on a piece of paper, then it gets lost somewhere. It gets chewed up. My children find it, make it into a paper airplane or something awful happens. So (laughs) I love to keep notes on my phone. I found that that works really well. Then they're all in one place. But you do you. And especially if you're driving, just remember it. (laughs) Number one, do pre-work. This means plan 
when you want to do a vacation and how many vacation days you have off. For example, my husband and I usually sit down, as I said, in August or sometimes it's January, but we pick a time to sit down and take a look at, okay, here's the rest of the school year. It's usually the end of summer. We take a good look at what's coming up, what's next, and how many vacation days he has to use per year. And then we start chunking them off like, okay, we're going to be gone for Thanksgiving to see family. How many days is that? We're going to be gone over July to go see family. How many days is that? We're definitely going out at this time. How many days is that? And so we pick out the (laughs) vacations that we know we're going to take, mainly visiting family. And then we figure out, okay, out of those, are there some days that he can work remotely? Maybe he doesn't have to take a vacation day. Are there some days that maybe we can fly somewhere, as I said, and he works remotely? Or maybe he stays at home for a couple extra days, gets some work done, and then meets us. Usually that works best when we go to my mom's house, which is just in San Diego, and it's, so it's an hour flight. So he can work a full work day and then meet us in the evening and it works out fine. So sometimes we do that and he can get in some extra work days and not have to use vacation days. But make sure that you sit down with your spouse or significant other and just do some pre-work of when you definitely have to use vacation days and how many you have so that you know how many you're working from. Then you can work backwards from there. Number two is pick the place and time. So this one, you want to connect with the rest of the family and find out what they want to do. We like to have kind of a family meeting and make it fun. Maybe have some fun snacks that the kids can have, but make it a fun family meeting. So that means fun snacks. Everybody's around the table. Maybe everybody has a piece of paper. If everybody had their iPad, it would get a little crazy because then they just start playing video games. So Everybody has a piece of paper, perhaps, or I've done it where I have a computer or my husband and I have our phones, and we start looking up, okay, what do you want to do this summer? Where would you like to go? Is there somewhere special? So we start thinking about, okay, where do we want to go, and how much time do we have, and when would we want to do that? But we talk to our kids and do a family meeting about that and see what kind of things are they interested in doing, because sometimes we will figure out or start planning a place that we think they'll love. It'll be great. And then they're really not that interested and you've paid thousands of dollars to go to this place. That's not really their first choice. So number two, the family meeting. Number three is, of course, reservations. Once you've decided the place and hopefully ahead of time decided where and so forth, You can always book with hotels, book airfare, book activities. The earlier you book them, the better, because of course, there's always a penalty for late cancellations, but usually you can't get what you want as easily when it's last minute. Sometimes, yes, but usually hotels and airfare, as I've found, have better deals the further out you go. Airfare, I have been told that it's cheaper if you book it during the week rather than the weekend. I'm not sure if I found that to be true, that prices change if you book over 
the week during the weekend. So if you were looking for, let's say, a flight for Hawaii and you looked on a Tuesday as opposed to a Saturday, they feel that more people would be up for looking and booking things over the weekend. So the prices are a little more increased. That I'm not so sure, but just take it with a grain of salt. So number four is to plan. Figure out what kind of vacation your family likes. Planning in some rest, some activity, some margin to change things up. Any reservations, as I said, for maybe fun activities or different things you're going to do. Kind of know your family and the different types of vacation that they like to do. Do they like to hang out and read books and relax by the pool? Or are they go-getters and they want to do an activity every single minute? Or do they just want to sightsee and see most of the place that you go? What is their typical vacation style? And this can also be mixed up. I know for kids, it's really important for us. They don't like to sit still very often unless they have their iPad and they're just doing games, which on a vacation, (laughs) I like to minimize that since we're going there to be in a whole new environment, a whole new adventure. So I know the way to tire my kids out is to do some activities, whether that be maybe a fun hike, maybe going somewhere different that they haven't seen or a place before. But I know that kind of doing some fun activities, they'll get a little bit more subdued and then they're ready to take a break and read a book or hang out for a little while and do something different. So go ahead and figure out what your family style is as far as vacations. Hey mama, this episode is sponsored by my favorite product line. Whether you want to gain more energy, better sleep, be in control of your health, or lose five or even a hundred pounds, this inexpensive wellness program has proven results time and time again. My friend just lost about 70 pounds and another one of my friends lost about 80. You have access to a personal coach who walks with you, a connected community, easy, no hassle meal prep, and lots more help along the way. What more info? Shoot me a DM, Facebook message, email, or check out my website, The Busy Vibrant Mom. What are you waiting for? It's so much fun. It's time to invest in you. Number five, packing. (laughs) Definitely have a list and teach your kids to pack, to pack their clothes and their book bag. This can be a little stressful because when you have kids, they don't really like to hang out and stand still. But I bring their bags out and we get them out from the garage or wherever they live and bring them up to their room and the kids get excited and we say, okay, How many days are we going to be gone? How many shirts do you need? What is the weather going to be like? Is it going to be cold? Do you need more jackets? Do you need a couple sweatshirts? Is it going to be super hot and maybe you just need one jacket on the airplane and the rest is like shorts? Is it going to be rainy? What is the temperature? What is the weather like? And how should we pack? I often also go through a lot of their clothes when we pack because it's a great time 
to have them try on stuff since they're right next to me and they grow out of stuff so fast. I I don't want to take things on a vacation and lug them around when they're too small or too tight or not the right size or my kid hates that outfit anyway so they're not going to wear it. So my goal is to have them help me pack. Okay. Let's pick out six shirts that you love, that you are going to wear, that you would wear any day for a number of activities or occasions. And so we pick out six shirts. Let's pick out three pairs of shorts, make sure they fit, maybe two pairs of rugged pants, that one that has holes in it often for my sons, and then maybe a sweatshirt or two or a long sleeve shirt. Maybe something nice if you're planning to go to a nice dinner, but oftentimes... It's just pretty plain and easygoing clothes. Maybe some that look, as I said, a little bit nicer than others, but mostly they can just hike, run around, and play in all the things that they bring. My daughter is a bit more picky about what she likes and what she doesn't, so it's definitely helpful to have her there and to be teaching her of, okay, how many days, what will we need? I also like to go from head to toe. It's funny, but I point to my head with my hands and then point to my shoulders and think, okay, I have a shirt, point to my arms, a long sleeve shirt, I have underwear, I have pants, and you just go all the way down, your shoes, jammies, all those things. So as I'm going all the way down, I can figure out, oh, I forgot socks or, oh, we forgot to grab some shoes. So it makes it a little bit easier. I like to teach them how to walk down and think through what they might need. This also happens within a backpack (laughs) or a book bag. Oftentimes we are traveling on the airplane and so our kids are big avid readers, which is wonderful. We probably should get them Kindles at some point because they love books, but they love to take a lot of books. And so especially our littlest one is very similar to me. He gets really excited and thinks he's going to do a lot of stuff, which is totally me. So I would pack like 10 books and maybe read one. Same with him. He packs like 10 books maybe does one. (laughs) So oftentimes we've had to kind of, we check their backpacks and say, okay, can this be a smaller item? If it's a bag of pencils or pens or something, can we just take two pens? Do we have to take the whole bag? If it's a notebook or something else, is there a smaller one we can take? Or do we need to take this giant binder? Are you sure you're going to read all these books And if you are going to read all these books, this is heavy. And this is too heavy for you to carry. So you need to take a book or so out. Oftentimes, we have to just walk through what's in your backpack. What are you going to use? What are you going to bring? Also, now I have them pack up their snacks for flights because oftentimes we don't have snacks or sometimes we can't get to somewhere to get snacks or we don't have enough time in the airport you know all these things so it's always good to have a little bit of extra snacks with you so now I give them all like a ziploc bag and they write their name on it and I say okay go into the pantry and pick out the snacks you want for the flight or the snacks you want for the trip and so then they pick them out they put them in their backpack and they are good to go So they have snacks, they've got water, they've got usually books or some art supplies, 
and then also their iPads with especially their headphones because nobody else wants to listen to Minecraft music for four hours. So there you go with planning and packing. One extra note with the planning. Oftentimes I take just a blank piece of paper and instead of being vertical, I turn it horizontal and then I just write down at the very top each day and the date of those days. And then I write down, you know, in the morning we'll be doing something, in the afternoon, in the evening. So for example, we're going to Carmel this weekend. And so I kind of wrote down, okay, Friday they have school and then we'll pack. Saturday is the next day we'll leave. And so I put, what is our first thing? What time are we planning to be there? I wrote down where we're gonna go have some lunch the name of the place, the phone number of the place, that kind of thing. And then when can we check into our hotel, that information and that address and so forth. So I just plan out our days a little bit. I've noticed that especially traveling places, if you can at least get where you're going to have your meals, whether that needs to be a reservation or not, it's super helpful. So usually planning ahead of time to have reservations for dinner. I know our kids usually are breaking down and so tired. So having dinner a little bit early and already having a reservation makes it so much smoother. We have had times where we forgot to make a reservation or maybe we went somewhere last minute and they didn't have any reservations until very late. And our poor kids were just about crawling on the floor. They were so tired and hungry and fussy. And so then nobody has any fun. So try to space out, plan your time. As I said, I love using just a blank piece of paper and it's like a brain dump. You can get all the information out according to what day and it just helps you see it mentally having just a big white piece of paper and kind of being able to plan that way. Let's just recap a little. We talked about the pre-work of planning, logistically how many vacation days do you have, how many work days, which ones you're going to have to use maybe to visit family or travel that you already know. Number two, picking the place and having a family discussion of what kind of fun places you would like to go. Number three, making reservations for the hotel, the airfare, places for dinner, restaurants, activities, those kind of things. Number four is to kind of plan what style you're going to have your vacation. What matters most to you? Would you like to rest and be a restful vacation? Do you want to race around and have lots of activities or maybe a mix of both? Number five, we talked about planning and then packing. Number five, having a list, teaching your kids how to pack and so forth. Another quick thing that I forgot to mention is there's an app that I use or my husband actually uses called Errands. And on that app, you can make checklists. So he has a checklist of all the things he would pack. He checks them all off as he packs them. And then instead of deleting the checklist, he just resets it for the next time he's going to travel. So we have found that that is very helpful because then you're able to go down a list and you only need to make one list usually and then go down it. So super helpful. Number six 
is surprise. I really try to surprise our kids with something fun and new. I can remember doing this when we traveled. Sometimes my mom would wrap certain gifts, like just little gifts, like maybe a box of animal crackers or a toy or something fun. And then she would bring it out on the airplane like halfway through. It really works well if your kids are super little and a package or something new is super fun. It works a little bit for our kids, but oftentimes they are very focused on their iPad. But I love to surprise them with some new travel books. Our kids love travel books, and so sometimes you can get ones that are all kinds of fun activity books. I love the Oosborne books, and they sometimes have really small ones. I'm always looking for cute, small books that are travel size and have lots of fun activities in them that often will take a long time and won't require anything else. Like you don't have to go and get other things to make it happen. It's just like an activity book. So all you usually need is a pencil or pen and you are on your way. So I love getting new travel books for the kids. Oftentimes they'll really love them and have a lot of fun with them. The other nice thing is that sometimes they won't use them on the airplane, but maybe when we get to our destination, there's a day where we have like a down day or we're waiting for something or especially with family, we might go to somebody's house for dinner or hang out and the kids are bored and so they can bring their activity books or bring their stuff to do and that way they're not on the computer all the time. So I love to surprise them with new travel books or maybe little things from the dollar store like pens or other really fun snacks that I know they'll like, especially on a road trip, having some really fun snacks that they don't know about. And then when everybody starts to get a bit grumpy or angry at each other and a little snappy and they're getting clearly a little hangry and maybe you've stopped for lunch, maybe you haven't. But it's a great time to just pull out those snacks and hand them back and say, surprise, go ahead and enjoy these for now and we'll get something soon. I have to say, I love the surprise portion. Don't forget about that. Number seven is the COVID pivot. Be okay with changing your plans, even if they're at the last minute. Be okay with, especially right now when things are kind of open, kind of closed, We were looking to go to Hawaii at some point and we realized we're paying a lot of money to go and some things might be closed and we have no idea. So just a thought of maybe we'll pick somewhere else to go that isn't subject to so much change. Just make sure that you are okay with changing plans in this ever changing state that we are in. Be okay with Maybe doing something different, going somewhere else, planning something new, driving to a location, but be okay with holding your plans loosely in your hands, being excited about them, but either having a backup plan or knowing that you might need to pivot. It's just the season that we're in. (laughs) And number eight, have fun. Overall, this should be fun and maybe relaxing, but let it be just an adventure, a fun time that you can connect with your family, with your kiddos. It may not be, as I said, super restful with your kids, or maybe it is. So just have the overall idea that you're going to have fun, 
have a good attitude about things, be able to just flex your plans and pivot, and just take a deep breath. Have low expectations knowing that it's all just an adventure. If something happens with your flight, know that that's just an added adventure to the day. The more positive and flowy you can be with change and everything, just the more fun you will have along the way in getting to your destination and the more fun you will make the trip overall. If you have a difficult attitude about things and are very rigid and things change and that's just not okay, it just makes the whole mood so much harder. So have fun, have an attitude of an adventure, whatever might happen, and have some low expectations. Hopefully this has helped you get on track for your next adventure. 2022 is already starting out to be a difficult year with lots of COVID cases, I would say, but we're going to make the best of it. And I'm hoping that you do too. Come on over to our Facebook group and hang out. Tell us where you're going for vacation this year and what kind of things you like doing. What style of vacation do you do? Is it activity oriented or more restful, or both. So come on over and let us know. Drop a line in the Busy Vibrant Mom Facebook group, and we would love to connect. As always, if you could leave a review, that just makes my day. If you could subscribe, that would be awesome, and you won't miss an episode. It'll just show up where you listen to this podcast, and that would be great. So as always, go and have a busy, vibrant day. If you like my mom's show, please leave a review, post a screenshot in your Instagram stories and tag her. Pretty please. Hey, if today's episode was meaningful to you, please share this with others. Take a screenshot, tag me and post it in your stories. Together we can change our day, spread joy, inspire others, and be a better version of ourselves. Until next time, keep laughing and smiling. Come join me on my Facebook group, The Busy Vibrant Mom. Thanks!